Joanne, I am so happy that we are back here again with our Mount Zion Baptist family in sharing, and this is the fourth of four. You know what that means, don't you? Oh, makes me a little bit sad. Fourth of four sessions on the miracle of marriage, and what a delight it has been for me, and I, I trust for you. Have you oh, enjoyed doing this? I have, this? I have. Okay, it's been a fun Thank time, you for and me. we've learned a lot. We've we learned a lot. It's been a, a great learning experience for me again, and I've done this a number of times, and yet we have studied some more things and tried to share some of those things with each one of you who have been so faithful and so consistent in joining us, and we're so grateful for that and grateful for you. We're going to get right into the session tonight because uh, we are uh, indeed uh, have a very full session again. As I told you, we were trying to, to squeeze four sessions into one last time, and we didn't quite make it. If you will remember, we were talking about what is important to you, to us. And I'm going to show you where we got to. We're going to pick up right there, and then we're going to go into the fourth and final session. Joanne, any words that you'd like to share oh, with everyone? I think we've got to get started. We've got a lot of work tonight. All right. Well, let's pray, okay? And why don't you pray for us, okay? okay? Father, I do thank you for this time together. I just pray that you would just bless each and every one that is tuned in. Father, just uh, give Edwin and I the words that you would have us to say, that you would clear our minds, our hearts, that only you would speak through us what you would have us to speak. Give us your truths from your word. And I pray all of this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Joanne. Okay, now last time we on, in session three, we were talking about what is important to you, to us. And uh, let me just go quickly through these. Uh, one, two, three, uh, four, five, six. And I told you that, that you have more in your booklet already. And hopefully you're adding to the booklet along the way because uh, we, we couldn't put everything on the PowerPoint because we felt like it would be a little harder to read. And so we've gone through these and we got all the way to number 17, intentionally dating. We and did that. Yeah. We did that. We, we, we did that. Did intentionally dating. And then we, we came to this one, worshiping together, spending time or investing time, or I like to say experiencing time together in worship. Sometimes when we think of spending, we think about something that we're missing. But let me tell you, when you experience worship, and especially when you experience worship together, we are the ones who gain from experiencing worship. And so I think that that's where we are, Joanne. Let's look at that one in number 18, spending time, experiencing time, together in worship. What would you have to say about that? Well, for me, this is ultimately important. Yes. We are created in the image of God. Yes, we he are. He created us for a relationship with Him. We're created in His image. Absolutely. He wants us to worship Him. And we need to do that with our spouse. Yes, we do. Even with our families. Now, I realize that we have other things that, that pull us away from being together in worship. But there is a tremendous, tremendous benefit by being together in worship. As I and told we can you, do that. Joanne and I always join hands when we pray. We do that in worship always. We always do that in worship. And I, if, if, if for instance, I forget sometime, Joanne will be reaching out for me. And 
that's so important that we do that. There is a bonding that comes about as we pray together. Would you agree with I that? I would, I would. I think that that is a, a precious and a strong bonding that happens. And then when we sing together, when we bow together, uh, it, it, it just it uplifts us together, and it's a very, very significant thing. That's why I, I stopped sitting on the platform as a pastor, and I started sitting on the front pew of the church with Joanne. She would come mm -hmm. and sit with me on the front pew of the church, and we did that for years and years as we came together in worship. And if you notice, Pastor Kevin and Stephanie did that. They do that every Sunday that they're together, mm -hmm. and that makes a profound difference. What a beautiful picture that is. Let's go to this 19th one. Number 19, friendships with other couples. Establishing those friendships with other couples. Now, Joanne, why would we do that? Well, you need other people in your lives. Yes. It enriches you. You learn things from them. Oh, yes. And God created us for relationships. He created us for relationship. He did. And, and man and woman together with God as their partner, but then also with couples That's together. Right. And your Sunday school classes are a great way to yes. learn and develop those relationships. And even discipleship people. groups, discipleship because even groups. though we have men with men and women with women, you can come back together and discuss those concepts that you've been looking at in your discipleship experience. And even the experience. people that you sit around in church. Yes, indeed. And then the thing here of financial matters. Oh, oh, this is ultimately important. Living responsibly in financial matters. Now, for those of you who've forgotten, perhaps, and you probably didn't, the, the, the scale is ultimately important, very important, somewhat important, not important at all. One, two, three, four. And the reason why We're Joanne keeps this repeating. One up here. This is another one that's on the ultimately important scale. And and this is the, the thing of, of living responsibly in financial matters. This is a biggie. I I am not basically a marital counselor, even though as a pastor, through the years I've always done a great number of marital counseling sessions. And, and so often when people come with issues, some of those issues boil down and revolve around financial matters. Would you have a word to say about financial well, matters? when you get married, it's not his checkbook or his money and her checkbook and her money. Oh. You're married. It's yes. our money. And it comes together. It comes together. And we, I try to ch uh, try to encourage couples to always do that. Marry those bank accounts. It's not a, a bill that she pays and she pays that bill and I pay this bill and we divide up the bills. You can't do it that way. You've got to have a combination and an interlocking because we are one. And you we make decisions one. together. Make decisions together. And we've talked about that. I remember when we were in seminary from the very beginning when we had very little money. <laughs> <laughs> but we would sit down together to pay bills yes. with the little money we had. Yes. And we did it together. Yes, indeed. And, and that's finally, always been important. One day you said, you just do this. I don't have time. I've got to study. I've got to study. <laughs> <laughs> and what that was is early on, even before I understood about spiritual gifts, we had come to an understanding that Joanne was especially gifted in organizational matters. And that's a whole different matter, this thing of spiritual gifts. But Joanne has the gift, the spiritual gift of administration. She's a phenomenal organizer. So I don't organize as well as she does 
does, even though I consider myself to be a very good organizer, she is gifted in that, the spiritual gift of organization and administration. Well, if you find that out in your marriage, then then she could be, uh, your wife could be your bookkeeper, guys. But I still come under you. And she still comes under me. And, and so that you. is, she always comes and lets me know. And we always discuss those matters together. together. And she says, I need to ask you about this. I need to ask you about that. So it's very important that we do those things. Planning Number 21, the planning the future. What about this thing of planning the future? Oh, it's important. It is. It, it is very important for sure. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, I know, I know the plans that I have for you for, for good, good plans for a future and for a That's hope. Right. God tells us that. But, but what are those things that, that I try to emphasize in that and all other areas of life, Joanne, in, in regard to the future? God's desire, God's design, and God's direction for each of our lives. God's desire, God's design, God's direction. Several years ago, I feel like the Lord gave me that, and it was just a, a little trio of words that come together. And I believe that churches ought to be committed to that. I believe that individuals ought to be committed to that. And I believe that couples ought to be committed to that. God's desire, God's design, God's direction. And that's why we've come back. Remember what we call this? The Master's Miracle Marriage Manual. And that's it. The Word of God. The Word of God. And that's why we found such a wealth of passages, not just one or two or three or four, but dozens upon dozens upon dozens of passages dealing with the fact that God wants to make us better people and better couples together, together. in partnership with Him. And we've got to go faster. Let's go faster. Okay. <laughs> Well, I wish you'd quit talking so I much. Know. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Planning the future, uh, reviewing the past. Oh, what? It's a fun thing to do. It's a fun and thing to do. And you can learn do. a lot from the past. Yes, you can. We call it your bag, where you've been, where you are, and where you're going. That's your bag. Yeah. What God has done for you in the past, and you can learn so much. And you build upon the past. Where you are, God's still with you, and he's working in your lives. And where he wants to take you. So that is your bag. Bag. Ben are going. And it's a good way to remember that. Let's go to this next thing. Practicing common courtesies. What are the common courtesies that you practice? Oh, you can open the door for your wife. You can open the door. You can say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. No, sir. No, ma'am. I can get you something to drink. I can get you asking. something to drink. And you ask me that from time to time. I do. You really do. And it's, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. and, and even if I don't want anything, sometimes I say I do because I just appreciate her asking me. We can live in the fruits of the Spirit. Yes, indeed. And that's so important. It, isn't it tragic that people who are in our lives temporarily sometimes get our best selves rather than those who are in our lives in our tired selves permanently in our tired selves we give our tired selves to our spouses we give our tired selves to our past it's because we are exhausted from trying to be so good with so many people i, I know think. we got to okay. move on move on okay and then allowing space what about the space well sometimes i just need space just because i'm tired or i just don't feel good Sometimes people just need space. Sometimes you need space. Yes, I do. That's okay. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it, and yet we come back together again. And usually, 
we always know where each other is. Yeah. I don't, very few times will we not know that. And we, we bless that. We bless that time when we allow space. Let's go to the next thing. The uh, establishing a foundation of security. How do we establish a foundation of security, oh, Joya? We build it on God's master book right here. Yeah. Master. The, ma miracle, the, miracle the master's Daniel. miracle marriage I'm going manual. Too fast here, I, think but we've got to. I think that you need to you need to take this course sometime. I know. Okay. All right, here we go. Establishing a foundation of security. What what is the thing of security? It's based on love. Based on love. Yeah. And you you have a thing that you love to do talking about security and how you base it on love and how you base marriage not on love so much as on commitment. But at the same time, you have that little thing that you like to do. What do I like to do? <laughs> what do you like to do? <laughs> it's from the scripture, Matthew 7, oh. 24 through 27. Chris, the wise man and the foolish man, if it's based on God's word and the rock, yes. the challenges are going to come in marriage. It's just a matter of when are those challenges going to come. And then they're it's going to stand, isn't it? Yeah, they're small. Some of them are big and some of them are small, but they'll come. But, you know... The rains are going to come, the challenges, <laughs> but on the Word of God. Yes, yes. We'll not take stand. time to sing that song. We no, might mess it up anyway. Okay, celebrating would. our differences. Celebrating our differences. Uh, are we just alike, Joanne, or oh, are we no. somewhat different? They can tell that. Okay, everybody can tell that. One of us is better that. than the other. Yeah, and which one is better? We're not saying. <laughs> can we take a vote on it? No. How many votes do you get, Probably by the way? Probably a lot. Let's go on here. Okay. Celebrating our commonalities. What are our commonalities? Oh, we have a lot of things we like we to do. We do. Together. A lot of things we like yeah. to do together and we try to we try to build on those and we try to learn those. And, and you know, the longer you build on them and the more you commit to each other, the more commonalities you're going to find you have. That's right. It's, sometimes it's kind of scary to think that we'll start looking like each other, isn't it? Ooh. I would be glad to look more like you. You're so I cute. I don't mind looking like you. You're so <laughs> At any rate, what about this thing here, forgiving and forgetting? Mm. That's ultimately important. It is. What about this thing of forgiving? Well, you know, it's hard to forgive if you can't keep bringing it up, isn't it? Yeah, so you haven't forgotten it. Mm -mm. Yeah. I, I'm so glad that, that our sins are buried beneath God's forgetfulness, beneath the sea of God's forgetfulness. Yeah. What a beautiful thought that is. Let's go on Let's to the go. next segment. And, uh, and in looking at the next segment, oh, it's so important. Uh, what is your love language? That's where we, we're looking. And, uh, and I'm, I'm so indebted to Gary Chapman, who wrote on the five love languages, and I'm indebted to a number of other people. I don't know if I've had very many original thoughts. I, I think that probably most of my thoughts have been prompted by somebody else, but I wanted to be sure and give credit to Gary Chapman. He's been a marriage and family counselor for 45 years plus. Long time. And, and that book, that book, uh, has sold, I think, something like, I forgot how many. I, I think I might have made a note on six million copies, and that was 10 years ago. I mean, that's quite a bestseller. And it's been translated into 38 languages. So, so some of the prompting for the, the languages themselves have, been, have come from the, the work that Gary Chapman did as a marriage and family counselor, and it developed into the five love languages. But before we get 
get there, the love languages have to do with communication. And I want us to talk about communication. So, Joanne, I ask you to make some posters for me. I think uh, you made I've them. I've got them. Okay, you did it. You did it. You just you always just come through. And uh, I like the way that you did these. And and uh, so let's let's talk about that. I think that everyone will be able to pick up on this. Now, we're talking about communication. Uh, communication theorists have said that that they feel that somewhere between 7 and 10% of communication comes from the content of what we say. Now, now that's the words that we say, the actual words. That's pretty amazing. That, that's pretty amazing. That only that much, the content of what we say, the content of what we're trying to communicate, only 7 to 10% is is in the content of the communication, is that part of the communication? The content is not that much. So what else would there be, Joanne? Mm, maybe body language. Body language, gestures and body language. About 55% of the communication comes through gestures and body language. What would be the other part? Uh, maybe the way you say it, tone. The, the way you say it, the tone. And that would be 38%. So this tells me, that the content sometimes is not as much as how we say it and the tone of voice that we use when we're saying it. Hmm. So we need to be careful about how we communicate and evaluate our communication. And I want to continue to do that with you because you have tried to do that with me and I want to be very careful in communicating in a loving way the things that I share with you. It is very important. It really is. Now, let's talk about some of these other areas of communication. And what we're trying to do is go deeper and deeper and deeper in the communication of spouses, husbands and wives, and, and also deeper in our communication with God. Now, as we reach up to God for deeper communication with God, for more edifying communication, and as you pray, and as I pray, we will be again growing closer together. To and so we need to keep on communicating with one another and communicating with God and communicating with God on behalf of each other. What are the types of communication that you generally have on a particular day or in life? Okay, the first type is casual. What is casual communication? Casual is just surface level. Yes. Hallway talk. How are you? How are you? Yeah. How's the hey, day? Hey, I'm home. Hey, I'm home. You know, some people come into the house and they don't even say I'm home. You, you just say, well, they knew I was home. The door opened and somebody came in the door. They knew I was at home. No, what do you think about that? You're doing real good. You always come in to see where I am. I do. I do. I have little places where I know she's going to be in one place or another. And I go in and, 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 and I go, <laughs> I say, I call her Joan because you see her name's Joanne, but it's spelled Joan. And I'll say, Joan, Joan, and then she begins to answer. And I just say it easy like that, and it kind of echoes and reverberates through the house. Anyway, that's casual conversation. And then the next thing, Joanne, is what? It's factual. Factual conversation. Now, some of you will remember Joe Friday from Dragnet. <laughs> just give me the facts, ma'am. Just give me the facts. Yes, yeah, so that's Joe Friday. That means that if you're over 50 or 60 years old, you'll remember Joe Friday. But for the most part, many of you are not remembering Joe Friday. But that's what he would say as a detective. It was kind of melodramatic, but he was saying, 
Give me the facts, ma'am. Give me the facts, ma'am. And sometimes just your spouse just needs the facts on things. That's right. You don't need everything. And just some of you guys are saying, things. yeah, I just want the facts. I don't want all the extra stories that and, go with and that. Ladies, we tend to give more than the husband's needs sometimes. Well, but still, I like to get the facts, too. Go to the next thing, okay. Joanne. We're still going deeper here. Casual and then, and then factual. Mental. Mental. Mental or intellectual, this is where we start sharing things from think. our mind, from our mind. Okay. What we think. What we think. We're In sharing what we think. But we have to be careful with this. We do. The way we share it. Okay, how, how would uh, that be? In my opinion. Oh. oh. In my opinion. Okay. You know. At first I thought you were just saying, in my opinion, to answer what I had asked well, you. Well, this is my opinion. <laughs> okay. You know, the way you say things is very important. Oh, yes, it is. That's share. that tone again. That's yeah. that tone. You can be saying the right thing, but it's very important when you say something to your spouse oh, how you yes. say and it. Some of the exercises that we do in some yeah. of our seminars, we, we find out about that tone. What's the next thing, okay. Joanne? Emotional. Emotional. And that emotional... Uh, part of us. This is getting deeper and deeper. Do you notice that? Casual, factual, mental. This is what I think. Now we're getting to the emotional. This is the feeling level. God has made us, every one of us, unique, unrepeatable miracles of God. Yes, I mean, he we're has. all unique. And some people are afraid to let other people know who they are, even our spouses. Yes. We're afraid if they really know on the inside who we are. And sometimes, sometimes we're afraid of ourselves. I was thinking of that. I was thinking of that because we're afraid because we're all we've got. Self-awareness. But we think we're all we've got, but we're not all we've got. No. Oh, I just, I, I could preach to, a message on that right now. We could say, I feel like, or it seems like. Oh, yes. We it seems share. like. That's a good way to communicate, by the way. Mm -hmm. Joint, I feel like you didn't understand me, or it seems like yeah. I misspoke. It seems like I didn't share that. Isn't that neat? Can you say that out there? Can you say, I feel like, and it seems like? Join, let's try it. Okay. Let's try it. Okay. I, I feel, feel like, like it, it seems, seems like. like. Now to each other. I, I feel, feel like, like it seems, seems like. like. And that's a good way to communicate. That's getting deeper to the emotional part of saying, I feel like this. It seems like this. Go to that last one Personal. that we're going to look at. Personal personal communication, mm -hmm. where you get very personal. Now, what does that mean? What, what's Personal the... is growth. Growth. It's growing in communication. Mm -hmm. It's really letting ourselves open up. Right. And I think that leads into the next thing that you want to share, and that has to do with what in communication? Intimacy. Intimacy in communication. You see, we've gone from the casual into the to the factual, and then the mental, then the emotional, the personal, and here is the intimacy. We learned a different way to spell that, and you've seen it before many times, probably. Mm -hmm. Into me, into me, see. Spell it. Can you spell all three of those I words? Can. Okay, try. I n t o. That was good. M E M E S E E. Oh, you A plus on your spelling Thank test. Into you. me see. Look into me. And we need to say that to God, into me see. And into I need to spouse. say to you, into me see. And then into me, me see. see. I want you to see into me. And I want you to see into me. You see, she can help build my life, but I've got to be open and let her see into me. Okay, let's go to the five love languages here. 
Let's ask a couple of questions. A couple of questions here. What happened to love after your wedding? <laughs> well, I had a good time with love after my wedding. You did? I did. Okay. You How did there. it go? Oh, yes, I was there. Good. Yes. How did it go? It went good. The love tank stayed really full. You know, after, I, after our wedding, my love tank stayed full for a long time. It did. How long? They're still full. <laughs> okay, all right. But but we've had real experiences in life and challenges and even disagreements. And you know, there were those. Sometimes they ebb down a little bit, but then we have to refill them. That's right, and that's yeah. that's important to realize. Yeah. So so love after our wedding needs to grow. How well have you kept the love tanks full? Uh, we're asking that of you, but but I need to ask that of me, don't I? And How me. well? How have we done that? How have we kept the love tanks full? It takes time and commitment. Time and commitment is vital to virtually everything that we do in marriage. And you have to stay focused on your spouse. Absolutely. They have to be a priority. And we'll be talking about that just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Is there a difference, Joanne, in falling in love and being in love? There is a difference in falling in love and being in love. Now, now what help me to understand that again. Falling in love, you can spend a lot of time with somebody, and then one day you just think, oh my goodness, I've been around this person so long, I think I have more feelings than just friendship. I think I'm actually feeling something more than just friendship. It's kind of like, like what Gary Chapman says, the tingles. You begin to feel the tingles. You begin to feel something more. <laughs> you know, we actually had a pianist at one of our churches, and he was in this singles group. And we had a, a good singles group, and they would do things in groups all the time, outings and socials, and, and uh, she went off on a trip one time, and this was after about a year or so, and uh, she went on a trip for about they'd, a, they'd a week. They had known each other for a year. They had known each other for at least a year, maybe a little longer, and she went on a trip for a week, and they talked to each other, to each other on the phone every day, and about the last day of her trip, he said, when you get home, I have got to talk to you. You call me as soon as you get home. And so she did. She called him as soon as she got home. And he went over there. He said, I've got feelings for you. And sure <laughs> enough, they ended up married. Oh, you would great. never have put these two together. But because of all the time they had invested in friendship, they ended up falling in love. It was beautiful. And we had a, a great experience with them. And they've been dear friends through the years. Yeah. And, and I am so grateful for their lives and grateful for that very happy thing where but they not they, only fell in love, they but they are in love. Being in love, it became a reality. It became a reality. And so the falling in love can be a surprise or an attraction. The attraction, now follow this, the attraction can develop into an addiction. But now, that's a good addiction. That's a good addiction. He put himself in a position yes. where it made that possible. It made that possible because he was walking with the Lord. She was walking with the Lord. And they were trying to be very, very faithful. And they were. And it was remarkable the beautiful picture their marriage became. Mm -hmm. Because they fell in love, but then they were in love. And they were being in love. That was a reality that they worked on in their lives. Let's go to this next thing here. And, and it is, is so beautiful when we get to understand about these things of love languages. 
It has been an illuminating thing to me since I've gotten clued into that. Now, now Dr. Chapman tells us that, uh, that he thinks that there are, are two stages, two stages of love, two stages of love in terms of romantic love. And there is the first stage, and as I mentioned a moment ago, the tingle stage. That's when it is a delight. That's a delight. That's when you become obsessed with another person. That's when everything you do, everything you do seems to revolve around that person. And whatever you're doing in life, whatever it may be, going to school, going to your job, doing your work, going wherever you go, you still think about that person. Why? Because you've got the tingles the tingles for that person. You've got that desire to know them. He says that that can last anywhere from the time that it begins for a period of two years. And a couple can get married within that two years and still have the tingles. I think I still had the tingles with you. After we got married, it was a marvelous it was thing. Good. What a, yeah. I think you had the tingles for me when we were dating. <laughs> you do. Yeah. You do. You probably had the tingles for me then and now. I do. I kind of thought you might. At any rate, that uh, he says that the tingles begin to ebb away when reality moves in. Now, now get this. Reality. What is reality? Dirty dishes. Hmm. Unpaid bills. Hmm, that gets heavy, doesn't it? Conflicting work schedules, dirty diapers. Not good. <laughs> Not good. Now, we'll, we'll get off that topic pretty quickly here. But, but what Dr. Chapman did is he said, I have had the joy of life of trying to repair the broken, but to restore the blessing. And, and sometimes things feel like they're getting broken, and when they do, we need to come back to know that God can restore that blessing by filling the tank. So, the, the, the second stage of marriage, that's when you go into that second stage, and that second stage, I, he called it the, the work stage. And I think that's good. But sometimes people like Maynard G. Krebs, some of you won't remember him, from uh, Gilligan's Island. Do you remember that show, Gilligan's Island? And whenever they said work, what did he say? He said, work! (laughs) He said, work! Sometimes I think that, you know, when people hear work, let me tell you what I think this second stage should be called. First stage, tingles. Second stage, the tank. The tank. I like how, that better. How can you build the tank? How can you build the tank? Well, Joanne, look, there are five love languages. Here they are. One, what is that? Words of affirmation. Okay. Quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Those are the five love languages. And the reality is, as this research was done, that most of the people had a need to receive on those items, on those spheres, their love being expressed from one to the other. Now, remember, we've shared with you that that wife of yours needs love expressed, and the husband needs respect expressed, and that can be expressed through these things. Now, what about this? Joanne, you and I actually went online. I'm going to tell them it's www, going online, www.5lovelanguages.com. You can get 
one of Dr. Chapman's little easy tests, one of the little easy guides that can help you to know your love language. Now, I'm going to show you another way to do that, uh, hopefully, by the time we get to that in just a moment. Uh, words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, physical touch. Joanne, you did that. What, what turned out to be the one that your, your main receptor receiving language. What was your main receiving language? The main language? was physical touch. Physical touch. And I do that. I do that. I, do. I touch her and, and Amara said that thing. What does Daddy J do? And the, the grandchildren call me Daddy J. What does Daddy J do? Does he kiss you all the does time? Does he kiss you all the time? And you said, yes, I like it. <laughs> and, and so, boy, that was borne out when physical touch turns out to be her primary receptor language. Now, my primary receptor language was words of affirmation. That's true with a lot of preachers, I guess. That's true with a lot of us. And, and, and a lot of men. And, and a lot of men. A lot of men are right respect. there. That, that's kind of the men thing with the respect and so forth. And a lot of men are right there. What was your second one, Joanne? What was your second one? Quality time. Quality time. Amazingly, mine was exactly the same thing. Quality time. And on the, the little guide, the little test, the little uh, questionnaire that we went through, we had the score of exactly the same thing on quality time. What, what an amazing thing that was. The quality time was just right there for us. What was your third thing? Uh, I don't remember. You had a tie on your third one. It was the... For you, the words of affirmation and the acts of service. Oh, sure was. Yes, that was a tie on yours. And uh, for mine, the third thing on mine was the, also a tie, but it was acts of service and physical touch. And so mine was right there. Well, we don't need to keep going through what, what our scored. The main thing is what you score. The main thing is what your spouse scores. The main thing is what, what, what you score and what your spouse scores. And then understanding that you give what typically you're wanting to receive. But you have to learn to give on what that person right. wants to receive. Are you following me now? Their receiving language is where they're going to best be able to receive the love that you're trying to express to them. So let's, let's cover some of these, Joanne, in the time that we have. Words of affirmation, what is that? Well, I, like I said earlier, husbands especially need affirmation, I think, because of the respect that they need. Yes. So you can say, I like it when you do whatever this it is. This or that. You look good in that suit or whatever they're wearing. You did that really well in whatever yes. action they were doing. You, you, you um, did a good job taking out the garbage. Yeah. You, <laughs> encouragement, all yes. kind of compliments. Yes, yes. Yeah. You painted the house well. Just uh, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, you did real well not killing the kids. No, <laughs> I don't hope nobody would do that. But at any rate, the, the, words the whole, of affirmation. words of affirmation, words of affirmation. And building them up. Yes, building them up. And if they're in certain professions or so forth, how did it go at work today, honey? Well, I made my project presentation and you say, I bet you did a great job on it. And, and they might say, oh, no, I didn't do a good job. Oh, yes, 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 you did do a good job. But there are women 
who also have words yes. of affirmation, and you can encourage them. And, and so often women, they need that word of encouragement. Uh, how many times do you tell me in a week that you have a bad hair day? About every day. <laughs> Not every day, <laughs> but on certain days. And, and usually I tell you how good your hair looks because I know that you enjoy knowing that, that, that you look good because you do. And uh, I think that's important to affirm that. That is an affirmation of any thought that you might have otherwise. Let's look at this next one, quality time. What about okay. quality time? Focused undivided attention focused undivided attention turn the television off turn the television off and not just sharing time and space oh yes yes and and sometimes we say well i'm just so busy i'm just so busy i can't i can't do it folks you can't get too busy for spending that quality time with your spouse and with your family. Now this can be going to the movies. It could in be intentionally watching a TV show together if you want absolutely, to do that. Absolutely. But it's intentionally doing something Intentionally together. doing those things. It could be taking a long walk together. Absolutely. Quality time Quality that you spend time. together. Not just and quantity. Not just quantity, but the other side of that is you change those two letters. You do need quantity time. You do need some quantity, but it's not just time and space. You've Not just time that you're in the same area. environment together, unless you're communicating with each other in some way, and unless you've decided that that is a good thing, and you stay in touch with one another. So there is the element of quantity plus quality time. Let's go to the together. third thing, receiving gifts. What about, oh, I went to the wrong thing, receiving gifts. What about receiving in gifts? In receiving gifts, the value of the gift is not in the gift. It's found in the giver. Oh, I like that so much. Joan, you came up with that, and I thought, I think that's it. The, the, the value of the gift is in the giver. Mm -hmm. I know when our children, our grandchildren in particular, do some of these little artwork things that they do for us, and, and with the little misspelled words, and I love you, and things like that, and the little, <laughs> little misspelled words and little poems they write for us, they're treasures. They are treasures. And anything that you write for me, I've saved some of your letters and notes for a long, 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 long time. And ever so often I come back to those again. You see, the receiving of gifts, it just sh should be a meaningful gift. doesn't have to be an expensive gift at all. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think it, it, it has to be expensive. It can be just a rose needs to come from the heart. It can be a candy bar. And you know what I was going to surprise you with today, but I'm just going to tell you what I was going to surprise you with. A zero bar. You said you weren't feeling very good. And sometimes a zero candy bar will just perk her completely up. It's just remarkable. And I was going to bring you a zero candy bar. And then maybe sometimes a card or a note or a balloon. Or, guys, some of you who have so much money, you may just give them a diamond ring because you just care. At any rate, whatever it is, for those who receive gifts, just share with them. And again, it really does not have to be expensive. Look at this next thing, acts of service. Now, what is that? Those what are is... common courtesies. Ah, uh, common things that actions speak louder than words. It might just be helping make up the bed. Oh, yes, yes. Or cleaning the plates. You told me that I do good when I clean off the... You do. And, and lo and behold... Opening yeah, doors. Yeah, opening but doors. ladies, let him open the door for you. The ladies have to do that. Yeah. Maybe changing a diaper, mowing the lawn without having 
to be reminded, maybe washing the dog, all sorts of things like that. Acts of service. Maybe it's just picking up your clothes <laughs> and putting them, in, putting them into the dirty clothes basket. Or maybe even doing the laundry. I guess I need to work on that, don't I? Boy, that would be a biggie, wouldn't it? Oh, it's okay. I may have to try that. All right, let's go to the next thing. Physical touch. Physical touch. There are documented studies. Most of you know this. I, I certainly know this. That for children children that there are documented studies that children progress better and do better when they have been loved and they have been held especially young babies they need that you see for nine months they've been in their mother's womb and then they are born and they need to be held and they need to be hugged and they need to be loved but we all need that to a degree now some people say don't touch me don't touch me and that's fine and you will understand if a person feels that way but a lot of people need to be hugged a lot of our senior adults need to be hugged but joanne you say you need to be hugged and yet you need to be cared for and i think that's important but you know if we're married and god has given us that need and we're yes. married we evidently need that. Indeed. To Indeed. And that's a part of life. That's, that's a, a part of life for us. Cultures throughout time have had appropriate and inappropriate ways. Appropriate ways to show love and affection and even contact. Appropriate ways are loving ways. Inappropriate ways are demeaning ways or hurtful ways or harmful ways, and we must never, ever do that. So physical touch is just not sex. It is not reserved for the bed. I mean, it's not just in the bedroom. Physical, t physical touch is a caress on the shoulder. It could be holding hands. Yes, indeed. It's, it's what's needed to At show. At a given time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes. It, it may just be sitting on the couch watching a movie together side by side. And leaning together. Leaning mm -hmm. together. Leaning on each other. And uh, all kinds of illustrations of that. Hugging. Um, just expressions of care. Let me give you, uh, in addition to that www.5lovelanguages.com, you can get that questionnaire. It's a very brief questionnaire. Um, how to discover your love language. And I'm going to tell you this that, that, that you can do without having to go uh, to that site. Number one, observe your own behavior. What is it that you express and how do you express most naturally appreciation and love? I, I realize that I love to encourage people. I love to to, to lift people up. Well, now that's maybe said the, to be the gift of encouragement, but there's also that aspect that, that, that I love to do that, and I've discovered that I also love to receive that, that, that affirmation mm -hmm. that comes with that. And so, so I think that that's important. First of all, observe your own behavior. Second thing, what do you complain about? What do you complain about? Nobody wants to help me. Nobody spends time with me. Nobody brings me anything. You went out of town and you came back and, and you didn't even bring me anything. Hmm. Hmm. Nobody wants to touch me. You don't want to touch me. Or, or I got no thanks. I got no commendation. I, I took out the garbage and I mopped the floor and I cleaned up the bathroom. But pity, no thanks. No party. appreciation. Pity party. Pity party. But even if it's a pity party... 
we still need to try to understand. We do. We do. And then, so what do you complain about? And then what do you request most often? What do you request most often? Like, bring me a surprise. Hmm, that person may have the need for receiving gifts. Yes. What if you say, let's walk together? Let's walk together? That could time. be quality time. What if you say, would you give me a back rub? Physical mm, touch. touch. What if you say, help me? Mm. Act of service. service. What if you say, well, how did I do? Mm. Affirmation. Affirmation. Someone needing a word of affirmation. You see, in stage one, you get the tingles. In stage two, you begin to learn about love languages. You begin to learn about this time. You begin to learn about how a person is going to receive your love. We've got to go quickly to this last item. These are the necessary elements for a joyful marriage. Necessary elements for a joyful marriage. You see A through Z there. Joanne, I want us to go through this. We're going to go lickety spit. Lickety split, We're going to give them a few. Lickety spit. We're going to give you a few of each one of these. We've done these in, in sessions with people. And what we do is usually after we've gone all the way through, then we get groups to get together and they share theirs. They share theirs. And, and they do it kneecap to kneecap. They share it. They share it with the next group. They share it with another couple. They share it and they get more and more and more. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We're going to go through. Now you just listen. You just listen. You'll not be able to do this as we go through this. You'll not be able to write these down because it will go far too fast. Okay, join on A. I'm going to take A. A means affection and affirmation. B, believers in bonding. C means caring and courtesy and covenant. D, dedication and dignity. E means enthusiasm and setting a good example. F, Faithfulness and forgiveness. G, God and goals. H, humor and honesty. I, in intimacy and integrity. J, joy and jubilation. K, kindness. And you have one? Kisses. Kisses. You wanted kisses on there. L, love and laughter. M, merciful and meekness. N, nurtured needed and noticed the three basic needs of of humankind we all need to be nurtured we all need to be needed we all need to be noticed and actual order there is noticed nurtured and needed oh openness and oneness p patience and perseverance you have persevered with me Go on. Q, quality time and quiet time. R, respect and responsibility. S, speaking and sex. <laughs> I thought you were going to go speaking and submission and security and service and sharing and spiritual growth. No, I just went right to it. You just went right to it. I just it. went right to Pastor it. Pastor wrote a book on it. You need to get his book. His book's in the, in the commons every Sunday. Go buy and get one of those books. Sex. Every time we do this seminar, let me tell you who mentions sex more than anybody else. The people over 50. The people over 50. The people over 50. Isn't that great? Isn't that an exciting thing? Okay, let's go to T. Trust and truthful. U. Understanding and uniqueness. V. Values and vision. W. Wisdom and willingness. I left out one. 
Worship together. Worship together. That's one of those preeminent things in life. X, excitement and exuberance. Yeah, and we really start with the E's there, but those are the X's. Excitement and exuberance. Y, yearning. That's the little tingles. Those are the tingles. And then Z? Zeal. Zeal. Zeal for marriage. Zeal for life. Zeal for what God wants to do among us. Well, folks... That's the miracle of marriage. That's what it's all about. And the miracle is when a man and a woman come together with With God God as their partner, and they form together a beautiful, beautiful trio. And that's the trio we want each of you to have for your own marriage. Thank you for being with us during this wonderful adventure. God bless you. Let me pray for you right now, and we look forward to next time when we might be going even further with the miracle. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this time. Thank you for the miracle of marriage. Thank you for being the master who inspired the miracle marriage manual to be written. Lord, let us read it, let us study it, and apply it to our lives by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen.